Hello everybody and welcome back to another special episode of Lift, Feel, Pray. It's a podcast aimed at exploring the relationship between physical, mental, and spiritual health and wellness in an effort to inspire, support, and encourage you on your journey through life. Thanks for listening. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another special episode and edition of Lift, Feel, Pray. This is Steve Montesinos, licensed mental health counselor and psychotherapist, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Coach Colin and Pastor Jeff St. Clair. How are you guys doing? doing well, we're, we're doing okay. <laughs> we're in the midst of this pandemic, but uh, we're doing okay. It's good to see faces today. <laughs> That's a little bit odd, isn't it? It is very odd. <laughs> so we're recording this at a time where we're kind of in the throes of the first week of all these major and significant changes that have been happening nationwide, uh, worldwide for that matter. Mm-hmm. So you'll be listening to this next week. Um, and at that point in time, who knows where we'll be? Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys, but it feels like the news cycle is refreshing about every 35 minutes. Yeah. 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 Everyone hangs for the the next uh, update from the governor or or from the president. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we came together to create the outline for this particular episode, we had some other things in mind, right, in the queue of topics that we wanted to get to. But it doesn't feel like there's anything more appropriate to talk about than specifically the stress and anxiety that everyone's experiencing as a result of all of these major changes that are taking place and concerns that we're having because of the spread of the coronavirus or COVID-19. So if you're joining us today, know that that's what we're going to spend some time talking about. We're going to talk a little bit about how we're reacting and feeling in response to all these uh, pieces of information and news that's coming out. And also give you some ideas about how you might be able to manage your anxiety and stress from a physical health, emotional health, and a spiritual health perspective. Mm -hmm. The other thing that we're going to try to focus on a little bit, too, is helping you find a way to sort of maintain some sort of routine in regards to the investments that you're currently making in your health and wellness. Because, guys, this is a huge period of adjustment for everybody. And we can talk about that from our unique perspectives because I know... The three of us in the work that we do have all been impacted directly. Absolutely. I don't think there's a single person in the world that hasn't been impacted directly, at least in some way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of what we have set up for today. So why don't we just start with talking a little bit about how we're feeling about what's going on, what we've been confronted with, what we're dealing with in terms of this coronavirus. Well, I can start. Uh Uh, As most of you know who've listened to the podcast, I uh, run and operate a uh, facility called Train for Warriors. And so we have about uh, 200 members here that train regularly. And, you know, as you, well, if you know us personally, as you would know, or as you can imagine, uh, it's kind of taking people for a whirl. And so Mm -hmm. some people uh, are continuing to train, some are not because they're uncomfortable and, uh, and as they should be a lot of them. So, and uh, so from a, a physical uh, health and wellness standpoint, um, it's, it's a little bit all over the map. So we're just trying to have to adjust and pretty quickly on the fly from a uh, from myself as a coach and owner's perspective. So, you know, what we've done and what we've t- 
talked about, and there's still a lot of changes to come because, like you said, it's just been this really this past week. Um, is uh, focused. Well, what is what it's made what it's appeared itself to be is the the importance of environment, right? And so that's just something that TFW has always really been about: is our culture, our atmosphere, our environment. Um, and now how so many people now have this new environment and they're trying to surround themselves and, and stay on track with their health and fitness. Um, and really specifically from, you know, what we'll just talk about here real quick is from an exercise standpoint. And so what does that look like? You know, there's a reason that that people find these places to uh, surround and surround themselves with people and places to, to work out on a regular basis. And there's also a reason that when somebody buys, say, a treadmill for their home, it tends to collect dust over time, right? Mm-hmm. So, or uh-huh. home equipment, right? It's just uh-huh. people just... I have some that's rusting in my garage. Sure, I right think now. we all do, right? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of barbells I think I yeah, bought when I was yeah, like 16 exactly, years old yeah. that I've never gotten rid of. Every time I clean up my garage, I find something. I'm like, wow, what was this from? So, um, and so... I'm going to take a picture of them. They're literally yeah, rusting. Gonna, right. <laughs> I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> Actual rust. So, and so that's the important aspect of it all. And so, and we don't know at this point whether it's going to be, you know, short or long-term. So we're just trying to still figure that out, but but I think it's it can be a really it's a great time of of, of a learning process and just figuring out kind of what works for you and and, and finding you know a, a new normalcy for now and that might be something as simple as doing something outdoors or um, finding the time of day that works for you. Um, so just because you had mentioned um, routines and investing in in our health and wellness, um, that's another big thing. Is kind of like I think there's a reason that that people tend to do really well during the week and kind of fall things off on the weekend because we got to fall out of a routine and our, mm-hmm. and our structure, right? And now it just seems like there's no routine or structure seven days a week, right? So or whatever that, routine or structure we have gets modified. Yeah. Like 30, and within a matter of 30 minutes. Right. Oh, it yeah. feels yeah. like. I mean, yeah. we went from the CDC recommendation of gathering in groups of no more than 50 people mm-hmm. to the president coming on TV and saying, we're recommending no more than 10 Right. People. Yeah. Well, in 72 okay. hours, it was 250, then down to 50, yeah. down to 10. And uh, yeah. and I, I, I texted somebody. I'm like, uh, tonight it's going to be two. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kicked out three of my family members, you know. That's right. Yeah. And they can't come to the house. So which one of us is going to stay home? Exactly. Time to record a <laughs> <Yes>. podcast. <laughs> There's a joke going around about uh, he's a famous football player, Phil Rivers, about what they said because he has like 10 kids. Oh, <laughs> when, yeah. when that news came out, they're all looking at each other like, huh? <laughs> which one's uh, drawing the short exactly. straw? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who's going to sleep in the garage tonight? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that, but, you know, I, again, I think as all this passes, if you can figure figure these things out now about it and really make these things work, I think you'll just be stronger coming out the other side for it, you mm-hmm. know? And so, and I know how easy it is, you know, during these times to kind of just look at constantly the negative from all these, everything from your health and fitness to a lot of people from the economy and how that's going to be affecting us, you know, short or mm-hmm. long term. Um, but just kind of overcoming these things can, mm-hmm. you know, in, in all these different ways can, can make you feel a lot, you know, a lot stronger. You can, you can have a lot you can get a lot more out of a lot less structure. So, mm-hmm. so then when that structure kind of comes back, you'll even, even be better. So, I mean, it's been such a whirlwind, I think is the thing for me that's been so anxiety provoking. I mean, making some really good points here in terms of adjustments. And for me personally, it's just, I have difficulty slowing down mm-hmm. and stopping and not overreacting or not getting so caught up in all of it right. so that I, uh, you know, I, 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 I end up in a place where I can't make good decisions yeah. and I feel overwhelmed very quickly. I think it was at some point yesterday and I was just kind of 
multitasking, which isn't a great idea to begin with anyway. Yeah. And uh, I was just at the same time, it felt like my brain was attempting to solve and figure out so many different uh, uh, problems, you know, that are resulting from all the changes that we're going through that I was needing to address. Like, what am I going to tell my clients? How, how do I protect them in my office? You know, how do I... I do provide teletherapy as a service through my practice, uh, but thinking about, which is a good thing, have to say that, is or to have that in place because it's an easy transition for people who uh, perhaps are at a higher risk of getting infected or um, of something happening to them if they were to get infected, um, or for individuals that maybe have been exposed to someone mm-hmm. that may have been around uh, an individual who, who had, had tested positive for the virus or what have you. Uh, but in my mind, I was just thinking, what can I do to inform them? Of what's going on and at the same time I have clients you know at the other center that I work at and then I have my students uh, for the classes that I teach that I have to be thinking about as well too as my family mm-hmm. you know so it's just for me it's been difficult not to get caught up in the whirlwind and to kind of feel like I'm drowning in all of it oh yeah right. yeah well that's how I, I feel too Stephen I um, you know for those of you who don't know me I am a, a church planter and pastor and We've been in existence for 10 months, and, uh, uh, you know, my business is uh, ministry uh, to the people, for the people, and with the people. And so uh, everything I do is centered around people. And uh, when uh, you're told uh, to isolate and to distance yourself from people uh, by giving about at least six feet, uh, it changes the entire paradigm of everything I've ever known. And so uh, I'm right now, I'm in the midst of a complete uh, revamp of uh of really what ministry is 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 doing and uh, uh, I, I was reading an article this morning by uh, a blogger and a church pastor by the name of Kerry Newhoff and uh, he wrote um, your old world is gone digital church is your new default how do you lead and uh, uh, and I and I thought about that the old ways of doing things have changed within 48 hours and uh, how everything in, in this world has changed. You know, I had a staff meeting yesterday on Zoom. Uh, it's a free uh, online tool that allows you to do video conferencing. And I sat down with uh, my staff from the church and uh, we spent about an hour and a half talking about uh, new strategies uh, to do ministry uh, to the people, for the people, and with the people with uh, the technology that we have. And um, it's, uh, it's allowed for a lot more creativity. Uh, it's definitely going to change the whole scope of how we do ministry going forward after uh, all of this clears. And uh, uh, on, a, on a hopeful note, um, one of the things that I've seen is uh, a greater engagement with the community more than ever. Um, you know, I, um, I shared my first online message this uh, past Sunday, and I did it from my home office. And uh, dog was going up and down the steps and life was going on and drinking a cup of coffee. And uh, just by that message, um, we uh, reached close to 4,000 views. And uh, on a normal Sunday, we worship right around 200. And so uh, the engagement was exponential. And awesome. so uh, uh, it, it's it's allowing us to think, okay, we, we are more disconnected than we ever were, but at the same time, we are more connected than we ever were. So, um, you know, as the world undergoes a, a complete paradigm shift in a matter of uh, about 72 hours, uh, how, how do we adjust going forward? And and a lot of that, uh, there's, there's fear that's in that, uh, there's anxiety, there's worry. 
And um, but at the same time, um, I, I do see senses of hope uh, that resound as uh, we try to adapt into a new way of leadership and uh, and functioning. You had mentioned that after this is all kind of done with, that it's going to still change some things in the future. And what do you mean by that? So um, I um, have a good friend here at the gym. Uh, his name is uh, Michael. And uh, he and I had a conversation last, uh, it was Monday. It was my last day in the gym. And uh, first thing he said was, I'm anxious to see how this is going to change the scope of future America. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's deep. That is, yeah. <laughs> you know, what does that mean? That's why I was thinking you were heading with that. So I was curious to hear. So the more I started to think about it, I'm thinking, how will this change the entire scope? Um, Stephen and I, um, we were together over the weekend, and uh, he said, you know, uh, anxiety is normal, but uh, paranoia is not, and uh, that really struck me too. And uh, you know, what one thing I'm starting to see is. Uh, unfortunately, people are, are looking at e- each other, uh, other people, with uh, a paranoia, uh, almost like that mucus commercial you're talking about. They're all mucus monsters. You right, know? Yeah. And uh, so it's almost like, um, how do we um, get past this and, and not continually see people as maybe a perceived enemy, mm-hmm. um, but actually as a foe and a friend? And and so um, it's uh, it's. There's a lot that's going to change. Uh, I, I really feel that uh, I, I emailed my uh, leadership last night and told them, uh, you know, here we are with an online presence now. And uh, this is needs to take precedence when we come back to normalcy mm-hmm. that uh, we need to identify how do we move a church that, that wasn't so much online uh, and digital into uh, an all digital world now. And so uh, there's going to be a lot of food for thought on how do we uh, move into that new paradigm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you mentioned the anxiety and again, that's under the topic of conversation here. And so as we kind of transition more into that, maybe we can talk about how from our own perspectives, we would encourage people to work on managing their anxiety. I mean, there's so many things from an emotional perspective that you can do. And for me, one of the most important things I know I mentioned before about experiencing that phenomenon of getting caught up in a whirlwind because of everything that we're learning and how quickly we're learning all of it. What really helps me is, and we've talked about pausing before, right? So what really helps me is to do just that, to slow down, to pause, uh, to be a bit more, so you could be a bit more calculated and careful and uh, um, realistic and reasonable when making the decisions that you want to. So we're not falling into the throes of, of panic and uh, paranoid thoughts yeah. that could prevent us from uh, remaining connected to people in safe ways. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll, I've had conversations with people, not to this point in time, just because I know that this is going to be published uh, in, in a couple of days. And so things may have changed at that point in time. But up to this point in time, we're not on lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the recommendations are social distancing. Yeah. And for me, when I heard that for the first time, it was very easy for me to, to kind of blow that way out of proportion in my mind in terms of what that looked like. And I had to remind myself that social distancing is not the same as social isolation. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I'll say that again. Social <laughs> yeah. distancing, right, is not the same thing as social isolation. And I think we can, if we start to believe that one another, you know, are these, uh, the, the, we pose a significant exaggerated threat to one another. Um, we can fall into this kind of tendency to to be more prone, I think, to hold up in our homes and not leave and not not remain connected, at least in some way, somehow. That's right. Um, you know, uh, I, I think we practice all the recommendations that the CDC has provided. Um, there's no reason why you can't have at least some contact with certain people, mm-hmm. right? Maintaining that appropriate distance, making sure that you're hand washing, making sure that if you're sick, that you're not connecting with people. That's right. If you cough, cough into your sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, avoid shaking hands, right? I've, I've gotten a big kick out of like the elbow bump. Yeah. I don't think I can remember the first time I've ever done that. I can't remember. This is something I've been doing more recently now. Yeah. Um, so managing that anxiety so we don't, by slowing down, so that we don't spin into this kind of uh, cycle of panic that mm. is kind of difficult to break yourself out of once you find yourself in it. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. I, another tip for, you know, I would have for that is, well, number one is um, more information isn't always better. Right. So I think, like you said, we're looking, we're constantly just looking to what, what's the next thing coming out. And, you know, and sometimes this is not a healthy way to go about it. And yeah. so, and I've dealt with that a lot in the fitness and health industry is that there's so it for a while, you know, it was probably a decade ago now that all the information was coming out was great. And, and we were all on the same page, but now there's so much information out there now there's contradicting evidence and there's like different things. And so, and people just, they just read more and more, but then they get more and more confused about things. And sometimes you just got to be like, you know, just kind of stay away from that all. Um, and in terms of just like your health and fitness, I, you know, for me, it's I, just to get moving. Right. And to don't, don't overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. Like people are just like, Hey, Hey, listen, like just, just get moving. Like, like, Oh, what should, what specific workout should I do? Or, you know, what can I do this to not lose my progress? Just like, Hey, just start moving for now. Just, you know, you get outside, start moving or do some simple exercise. I love routine. that because that yeah. really simplifies the adjustment. You're not overcomplicating it. Right. And and I think especially during this time, every, everything is overcomplicated, it seems like. So mm-hmm. just like, yeah. and, 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 and instead of taking action, we're just kind of sitting there and getting more confused. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to be productive, like I've learned this a long time ago, is just start with the very simple things, right? And, and, and specifics to exercise is just like start, you know, start sweating any way you can. And I think that just puts a, a different mindset. And that, you know, I think that's also really super important, important during these times is how important exercise is for your mind and your body and your, for anxiety, right? I can't tell you how many people on a regular basis reach out to me about how their exercise here helps with their anxiety. And so, mm. and I, sometimes that's kind of, you know, you know, kind of swept under the rug, but that's such a big part of it. Um, and then on top of that, obviously, from a, a, a health perspective, is is not underestimating the point of nutrition and sleep. And those are two things, too, that get a little messy during what I've seen already during this first week, is that we're kind of going into, well, in Florida terms, we call it like hurricane mode, where, yeah. where we're kind of self, you know, isolating and, and, you know, eating unhealthy things to deal with the stress. And, you know, so it just kind of, it, it snowballs, right? Yeah. So kind of reverse that snowball effect into more healthy. Well, then where you say that too, hurricane mode. Um, if you're from Florida, if you're from any part of the world yeah. where there are uh, uh, weather-related events that cause you to have to prepare so that you can keep you and your, your community and your family uh, safe, you probably relate to the idea of hoarding and yeah. overstocking on goods. And I think all of us, I think at least in the United States, but maybe even globally, have dealt with shortages of certain products. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's 
just kind of spiraling out of control pretty quickly and, and uh, people are becoming more and more concerned about it. I've never heard so many people have conversations about going to the grocery store. Um, and so one of the things I'm in terms of pausing and making it simple is I'm telling and encouraging uh, the people that I come in contact with just to stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. stop yeah. for one moment, take a deep breath. And then just when you feel like your thoughts are collected, take an inventory of what you have available to you and take an inventory of what the people that care most about you have available to you as well, too. I have no doubt in my mind, but tell me if I should, that if I run out of of toilet paper and I call up Colin and I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to swing by. Can you throw me a... uh, My phone was on silent. I don't get back to it. Yeah. 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 I hope I don't get sent to a voicemail. And he can't say I'm not home. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so, absolutely, absolutely. That's so, so true. Yeah. Our support systems around us, whether or not it be your next door neighbor, uh, yeah. somebody in your community, a friend, a family member, all of us have somebody, unless we're living somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, that we can rely upon. My hope would be it could be a, a local organization, like a nonprofit organization or a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you guys are forming a coronavirus task force over yes. at Longleaf to help people with things like picking up prescriptions, mm-hmm. deliveries of different types of objects. Um, or goods that they might need, perhaps even providing them with some of their basic needs. Absolutely. So I don't think there's ever going to be a point in time where we're sitting in our home and we run out of toilet paper uh, and, and it, it, it means that it's going to be the end of the world right? yeah. for us and our families. Yeah. Um, Worst case scenario, I'll tell people get creative. Um, hop in the shower. Right. I don't want to be too. I don't want to be too crude. Yeah, right. uh, but we Use all a have, washcloth. We all have yeah. showers, washcloth. Yeah. So uh, this is a great time for us to be thinking outside the box. That's right. Yeah. Right. There's something in psychology that we call a concept that we call functional fixedness. And what it really refers to is whenever we get stuck in believing that there's only one specific use for every item and object in our house. Yeah. Right. So if you took a moment and just stopped and took inventory of all the things that you have available to you and then took and then took inventory of everything else that you hadn't considered and thought of novel ways that you could use some of those mm-hmm. just basic household items, yeah. all your problems would probably be yeah. solved. Instead yeah. of toilet paper, you could use just about anything. A garden hose. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> if it's a wipe, don't flush it down right. the toilet. Right. right. I've been told that the plumbers are out there yeah. maybe perhaps uh, uh, just, just waiting for people yeah. to call, right? But on top of all that, it's a good time to kind of gain some perspective of it. A lot of the world doesn't don't have toilets, don't have toilet paper, and how lucky we are to even have these things. You know what I mean? So yeah. when you break it down to that level, it's just yeah. like, uh, you know, what are we really worrying about when it comes to those specific yeah. type of deals? And I don't mean to come across as condescending. I think one of the things that uh, we're facing when people are hoarding supplies is that they're maybe looking for just a way to experience some control. Yeah. At a time that feels pretty out of control, right. um, they want to take one more risk off of the li- of the list of risks that they're facing. Yeah, you know, um, but maybe you can do that without hoarding, and maybe there are other ways that you could do that as well. At home, maybe there's ways that you could exhibit some control um, and regain some of that, like by planning what your new routine is going to be. If you've got right. children that are at home. Uh, maybe start thinking a little bit about how you could modify different parts of your house. Nothing big, but uh, modify different parts of your house in preparation for needing to homeschool them, mm-hmm. right? Maybe dust off a couple of desks and, and then maybe sit down as a family and come up with a routine um, or a new set of guidelines that you're going to follow because you're going to be spending a whole lot more time together, which is great, right? Um, but by developing that routine, it might give you a sense of control that you need. Uh, that could replace uh, that that impulse to go out and, and uh, you know impulse buy. Yeah, I agree. I, I you know I like your idea of 
setting up a new routine because yes. um, uh, like I shared earlier, we're under a entirely new paradigm and that's just not in our own personal lives, but it's our family lives as well and, and in our own household. And, and a few episodes ago, we talked about the power of discipline. And uh, if we if we can sit down and discipline our, our new reality uh, in a way that will allow um, our family to function better, we're all going to be better off um, because let's face it, the kids aren't going to school. Um, they're going to be home all day long. Wait, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did I say all day long? <laughs> Hold on now. Yeah, if you're, if you're local to you know, Duval or St. John's County here, we just got some more uh, news that, that the, uh, for a few more weeks they'll be, they'll be out of school. So. Well, actually, the Department of Education nationwide just uh, mandated uh, through April 15th. Okay. Well, so there you go. Well, there it's you go. nationwide. Oh. So everyone who's listening, if you're in the United States... Yep. Your kids are going to be home all day long. So to be clear, our ancestors survived that. Okay? Yeah. 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 For, yeah. For generations, That's for, right. for centuries, yeah. people. Uh, were and the kids turned out fine. They did. You know, and yeah. uh, they were very productive in society. Yeah. And so right. um, same with us. And, uh, you know, so let's let's figure out a way to sit down um, and have that conversation with our with our kids and our family. Uh, it might mean our mornings look entirely different uh, because uh, there was a gentleman yesterday who lived in San Francisco and they're on complete lockdown for three weeks right. right now. Uh-huh. And uh, he was talking about how yes. um, he and his wife are doing conference calls and video conference calls from the kitchen table. The kids are in one room working on schoolwork and uh, the family's functioning, but they had a sit down meeting mm-hmm. and actually uh, figured things out. So uh, mm-hmm. that's a great um, suggestion, Stephen, that, that you offer. Oh, I love that. Janelle, uh, she reminded me that was something that we needed to do yesterday because yeah. as I was talking about, it was a bit of a whirlwind. So I was bouncing around different rooms, doing different things. And she was like, hold on, <laughs> we're going to have to talk about <laughs> you're right. working from home. You're messing me up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I get it. I didn't yeah. even think about yeah. it. I was like, you're right. She was like, we need to figure out what area of the house you could use, right. you know, that you feel like would be the best place for you to do some of your work while you're here. Yeah. And uh, that's just so important, you know, but we can get through this. We just need to sit down and talk about that yeah. and those changes. Yeah. Now, now, from a spiritual standpoint, one of the things that I might recommend is um, the power of journaling. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a lot more time on our hands. And um, for me, uh, sometimes journaling means just jotting a few things down from the day. And um, there's an app out there called Three Good Things that uh, we, we've been offered. Uh, Stephen and I use it, um, not frequently, but for me personally. But mm-hmm. um, but maybe, uh, you know, at the end of the day, think about three good things that uh, occurred in your life. And, and even if, uh, if you say, well, I sat on the couch, I... Uh, I ate a bunch of bag of chips and and so much more. Uh, there's so much more to life, and uh, if if you can't think of three good things, think of three blessings that are occurring right now in your life. And uh, it might be that you had the opportunity to watch um, an online Facebook Live devotional, or um, uh, you were able to experience community through a Zoom conference call, or, um, you know, your child made you a picture, or, or just those little things of blessing that uh, allow us to get through. Because uh, if we if we stop uh, taking our focus off the blessings that um, we're experiencing and only dwell on what's portrayed in the media and the fear and the panic, um, we can go down a very slippery slope uh, very quickly. So uh, my encouragement would be to find a way to journal or use an app uh, as a way to um, continue to be focused on on the good that that God is doing in the midst. 
Absolutely. I think these are some great ideas for ways that we can manage that stress and anxiety. And we could go on for hours and hours about this, but yeah. I know, again, because our episodes are traditionally about 30, 45 minutes in length. One of the things I thought maybe we could transition to is just talking, and you talked about some of this already, Colin, so maybe you don't have to, you don't have to repeat the things you've already shared, but if there's anything else that you can think of um, that people could consider uh, whenever wanting to, whenever making this adjustment and wanting to continue to invest in their physical health or their emotional or their spiritual health? Like, what are some other things you might recommend that somebody do if, let's say, they're at home, they're social distancing, maybe they have to quarantine? Um, I know you mentioned some things, but anything else come to mind? Yeah, for, specifically from an exercise standpoint, you're yeah, asking? Yeah, exercise, fitness, physical health, yeah. Yeah, well, and that's like, I think that's something that we're kind of like learning as as we go, but, you know, and and, and the, the long-term nature of it, I actually wanted to when you were, when we were talking about like the long term aspects of this, not to I don't want to get too deep into this, but it is on my mind yeah. that I I think that there might actually be an opposite effect of this whole thing. Say say for we're shut down for two months, I think places like the church itself and TFW itself becomes that much more important to people. Maybe because that I just don't think it can be replaced. Oh, I agree. The, the community, mm-hmm. the in personness, the environment, mm-hmm. and I think. By the time this is done, like we're going to be eager, really, to to get back into those types of settings, and how no matter how much we do digitally, I think in an already an overly digital world, if we start making everything digital, that you just lose that important human interaction, right? So, mm-hmm. and again, I don't want to get too deep into, into that part, but it was just something I was thinking about no, when you said big. that. I mean, we've talked it's about social wellness. That's what yeah, and it's interesting how that mm-hmm. that might go one way or the other. I, you know, it's but. Um, but but speaking from just from a, sh- a short term perspective, it's again I think just making it as simplistic as you can and just making it so not. So what would you tell somebody like if somebody's out there thinking, uh, you know, I I like to exercise or I've never exercised before. What's right. three things they could do to stay fit? I think the easiest thing one night and, and probably even important during this time, especially if you're inside all the time, is get outside and walk or jog. Right, mm-hmm. just get outside and move. Right, mm-hmm. and and I'm not even like a big person when it comes to that thing for an exercise, but it's just getting moving, right? And and number two is making it, like you said, journaling. I think journaling is a great just accountability feature for positive or not positive things. Like if you're eating unhealthy, journal that. If you're yeah. if you exercise, journaling that. So so making a providing some structure for yourself to say, you know what, I think at midday every day at 11 a.m., I'm going to make sure I, I move and do something, right? So mm-hmm. number one is just creating that structure. Yeah. Uh, number two would be kind of the what, right? The what more specifically you're doing. Um, and, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a trainer, coach, friend that kind of knows what they're doing a little bit, you know, giving you some kind of information on that and like what that looks like. And you could just do things within your house or outside, um, you might even be able to, like, if you don't have somebody like that in your life, you could probably look up a video online where somebody's oh, oh, yeah. showing you how to exercise oh, from home. There, there's so much out there. And, and I we know talk about over-information, but in this yeah. case, maybe just pick one and go with that it, one. Exactly. If it feels right to you and it exactly. doesn't, you don't injure yourself doing the things that right. they're suggesting, maybe it's a... And you might even be a listener at this point and, and, and kind of gone into this thing not being healthier exercise and say, you know what, this might be a good time because I have more free time to do something. And if that's the case, yeah, just keep it very simple. You know, the key is just to do things that you're comfortable with and, and you can kind of down the road gets, you know, get more pushed out of your comfort zone. So, but yeah, those are kind of great things to kind of touch on. And so I, and I hope people kind of use this time to, to take care of their kind of physical health and wellness, because this is one of those things, especially if it's like two or three months that you can, your body can kind of go one way or the other. And Mm -hmm. sometimes as your body goes, you're, your mental health and kind of spiritual health can go too. Mm-hmm. So. so just to kind of recap, 
get moving. Yep. Get outside. Get yep. moving. Doing some walking, jogging, something. Yes. Right. Start uh, getting active enough, and and sweat is a good way to know that you're moving. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Heart rate. I mean, heart rate is obviously a great way to know that you're moving too. Kind of managing that, and you know, you know, and if you're not. By the way, if you're not you know used to doing this type of thing, start easy, start short. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there's always way to progress down the line. Oh, yeah. So. Well, walking. Yeah, we're not saying get out and run a 5K. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Walk, walk, walk the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. If you don't normally walk down to the end of the street, try it and yeah. come back. Yeah. And go as far as you feel like your body can push you and then, right. and then come back. Or even before you get to the point where you feel obviously exhausted, just as far as you feel comfortable. Yeah. And then come back. Yeah. So get, get outside, mm-hmm. stay moving. Create routine and structure. Yeah, journal or, or you know, log or you know that kind of thing to. And then some seek some support from the yes. people that might know what the what you could do uh, in yeah. terms of other suggestions yeah. for mm-hmm. maintaining your health and wellness from a physical yeah. perspective. A lot okay. of information out there. A lot of plenty of. Things Those are three great tips. Yeah. They are absolutely great. Yeah, and especially yeah. during that now specifically, a lot of information out there with zero equipment required. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Jeff? Um, for me, uh, some additional things maybe to work on is. Uh, you know, the, the practice to pause is something that we know we're getting feedback from our listeners. Uh, they really appreciate that episode. And so along the lines with practicing the pause from a spiritual standpoint, um, you know, I had mentioned, uh, I believe it was maybe an episode or two ago about um, the breath prayer, taking an opportunity just to breathe and to uh, pray to God in that in that moment and just say um, something as short as I trust in you, Lord. And, and, and that allows you to just uh, let go of the anxiety, to let go of the worry, and to allow the peace of Christ to come into your heart and in your mind. So simply just breathe in deeply, breathe in, breathe out, and just say those words, I trust in you, Lord. Or, um, you know, another word would be like, peace I leave with you. Uh, those words of Jesus from John chapter 14, um, those would be a great way to just calm down and, and practice the pause, but yet incorporating a prayer in the midst of it. Um, you know, along the lines with what Colin has said, um, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, the more we take care of our own bodies, um, the better off we're going to be. So sleep is very important because one of the things that we find ourselves doing in, in these situations, and, and I've been uh, a participant in multiple hurricanes now since we've lived here in the state of Florida is that sometimes you can get glued to the news outlets and you can go yes. into deep hours of the night into like one or two in the morning. Yeah. And so you wake up, you're exhausted, you're still panicked, you're nervous, and you still are glued to the television. So maybe distance yourselves from the television, focus on something else. Like Colin said, go for a walk um, or just go sit on the back patio if you have a patio or a porch or, or something like that. Um, you know, it's important to keep yourself informed, but don't dwell in that. And so um, go out and do something and, and, and use that time to pray um, or to have a conversation with somebody. And uh, the last thing I, I, I would would recommend, or actually I have two more. Um, one is seek a way to help others in need. Um, maybe you have an old friend that you haven't talked to in ages um, and you have this downtime now. Give them a call. See how they're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it might just... Uh, be the thing that they actually needed uh, in that time. And it'll, it'll not only benefit the person you're calling, but it'll benefit you. And so, uh, you know, 
call out on those people. Make sure the elderly in your neighborhood are taken care of. Maybe give them a phone call and just say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, this is Jeff from down the street. Just wanted to check, make sure you're okay. Um, yeah. Everything's good. So just check on on the elderly. You know, uh, God calls us to go out and serve, and uh, it's a great way to be able to serve people. I can't tell you how nice it is to both check in on people and be checked in on. Yeah. Yes. Uh, just to kind of give you an example, like I had a friend that texted me yesterday um, unexpectedly and just asked me how am I handling things. Yeah. yeah. It was great. And we just got to chat really briefly by text. And then I reached out to someone else um, and then had a brief conversation with another person. Mm-hmm. And the quick, short, brief interactions, you know, no more yeah. than a minute to two minutes. And it yeah. made all the difference in the world in terms of my um, emotion in that moment and how I was feeling. It's, it's so important to be able to check on people. And, you know, like you said, um, my wife and I talked this morning. She said, I have had one person check in on me. And I uh, said, to be honest with you, I said, I have only two. And uh, uh, it was this morning. I got a, a friend. His name's Lou. So, Lou, if you're listening, I know you're downloading his podcast. So, uh, if you're listening, <laughs> thanks for that text this morning. It meant the world to me that's just awesome. to check in, see how I was doing. All right, so, I'll text uh, you right now. That's uh, all. Thanks. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Next week, this thing's going to flood. Don't get distracted. <laughs> What's your phone number again? 867 5309. Don't call that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know the 80s reference. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Google search it. Yeah. It's a great song. And, and the last thing I have is uh, share time with your family. Um, do life together. Um, cook together. Pray together. Uh, play together. Um, worship online together. Uh, you know, these are all great ways. Exercise together. You know, these are all great ways to uh, incorporate. And, uh, you know, somebody said to me on a kayak on Saturday, I had kayak church. And uh, they said, you know, maybe this is God's way of saying our world needs to slow down and actually enjoy each other once again. So um, mm-hmm. that was some good advice that that person gave me yeah. uh, to slow down and actually enjoy each other. It's for a real a transformational change. opportunity we might have on our hands there. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So those are some ways that okay. uh, I, I see us working towards eliminating some of the anxieties in our life. Yeah. And continuing to invest in your spiritual health. Absolutely. During this time of adjustment. So I'll end with just a, a three more things that I had on my mind. I know I shared some things already. Um, let me see if I can get these in order here. Um, but uh, one of the first ones I like to encourage people to do is to make sure that they are being very careful about the types of information that they're exposing themselves to. You guys already mentioned that already. And um, this kind of goes hand in hand. So it's kind of one and two put together. So be very careful about the type of information that you are um, looking at, right, Mm -hmm. and and believing regarding everything that's going on. Uh, Seek out trusted sources of information, you know, and and you probably know what what those sources of information are. And if not, ask a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you live in the States, obviously it would be like the CDC or your local government. Um, More globally, it maybe be the World Health Organization. But just be very careful about the different information that you are paying attention to. The type and the quantity. Yeah, the type and the quantity, right? (laughs) And that gets to the other piece of this uh, one and two um, would be balance. Make sure that you find balance in terms of the type and quality (laughs) and quantity of information (laughs) that you're taking in. Um, Because there's something really kind of tricky that we all deal with. It's a mental shortcut that's oftentimes referred to as availability heuristic Mm. in psychology. And what it really refers to is the fact that we tend to overestimate the probability or likelihood of an event uh, that it easily comes to mind. 
right? And so if you're only accessing information about all of these horrible statistics, I mean, they are tragic. It's important to know. But if you're over-accessing information about uh, the statistics regarding individuals that have died as a result of this coronavirus, yeah. Yeah. you're going to have a, a tendency psychologically to, even on a, a pre-conscious or even subconscious level, overestimate the likelihood that that's something that you or a loved one is going to have to mm, end up right. dealing with or is going to be right. faced with. And that can cause us to panic, right? Yeah, I mean, it certainly could. Uh, I mean, the truth is that people are dying as a result of uh, complications related to this horrible virus. Mm -hmm. uh, but far more people are recovering. Yes, right. you know, far yeah. more people are recovering. Yeah. And um, so what I'd like to do is to flip that news by then paying attention to the people who are survivors. Absolutely. Yeah. Listening to their stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you probably know of a couple different celebrities or well-known individuals um, without naming names that have posted stuff on social media about having tested positive for coronavirus and then having recovered from it or are in the process of recovering. Uh, and uh, the people from all age ranges, right? I know there's certainly age groups and, and, and types of individuals dealing with certain circumstances that are more at risk, but even people within those groups of individuals have survived and recovered. So look to the inspiring stories of recovery. Look to the inspiring stories of generosity uh, and, and, and support that people are, are offering one another. Uh, it can be really uplifting. Um, and so along those lines, the last thing that I will say is to make sure that you have fun, uh, time to have fun. Absolutely. And to laugh. I know that sounds like really difficult thing to do right now because we're all so anxious and it's appropriate to take, uh, you know, a certain amount of um, your energy and devote it towards treating this very seriously and, and doing what you need to to take care of yourself and your family. But you need to spend some of that time also getting back to having fun and enjoying living your life. Mm -hmm. yep. Right. As opposed to living in fear. Absolutely. So laugh. I'm encouraging people at least three times a day to find something to laugh about. And you probably already noticed throughout this podcast. I mean, we're goofballs, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we'll sit here, we'll laugh. Speak and it's, for yourself. Right. Okay. I will. I will. <laughs> I'm a goofball. Um, no, one, one of my one of my strengths is uh, humor and playfulness. And so yeah. that's just one of my natural personality-based strengths. And uh, I, I try to, to use it appropriately. And I, I think that these times call for that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when the time is right, it's okay to laugh. You may have noticed throughout this podcast, it's a very you know, heavy topic that we're kind of going over here. Uh, but we still found time to laugh. Yeah. So I hope that you're also laughing along with us and at home with your loved ones as well, too. Um, so, yeah, laugh. Why don't we transition then from uh, this, this entire episode to kind of wrapping up? What do you guys think? That sounds, yeah, good. sounds good. All right. Be safe, everyone. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for joining us for another episode of Live, Feel, Pray. And this is a special episode. A couple of different things that we want to share as we're kind of rolling out here. We just left you with the idea of laughter being a great way to take care of yourself emotionally. Um, and I want to, we want to share some things that we've we've heard from people. We've gotten some feedback. Um, and, and if you haven't been able to provide any, a couple different ways you can do that. You can go to www.liftfeelpray.com. There's a contact page there that you can send us some information. Or you can check us out on Facebook or on Instagram. Just look for Lift, Feel, Pray on either of those social media sites. And uh, uh, if, you, if you feel so inclined, follow us, uh, like us, send us some feedback through those different social media platforms. Uh, share the episodes that you enjoy the most uh, with your family and friends or people in your community so we can sort of continue this movement going um, and, and moving forward in terms of promoting physical, spiritual, and emotional health and well-being. But... 
I did get some information from one of our close friends. Oh, yes. Ross. <laughs> yes. So uh, if you know Ross, if you've had the pleasure of knowing Ross, he's got an amazing sense of humor. One of the reasons why I'm so drawn to him. Uh, but he did text me shortly after one of uh, um, our podcasts. I think it was just after our podcast launched or just before. Um, and this was before our social media sites. But he had a couple of different great ideas for future Lift Fuel Prey episodes. And these are the titles that he gave me. Lift, feel, pay, an episode about finances. Ooh, that sounds yeah. interesting, right? Here's lift, real, prey, a physical and spiritual guide to fishing. <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. And probably one of my personal favorites, but we've got another one after that, is lift, feel, slay. And it's going to be a discussion of Beyonce's cultural impact from 2010 to 2016. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love your Ross. And the good. last thing he left me with here was, here was lift, Just peel, saute. Some, <laughs> something about cooking, but he hasn't fully figured out that right, one yet. Right. So, Ross, if you're listening, we're going to expect that you get back to uh, us with some more of these amazing ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. But having said that, you know, if you guys have ideas about future episodes, please do contact us through social media. Send us a message, uh, DM us, or send us a, a message through our Facebook, not Facebook, but our website, livefeelpray.com, and we'd be happy to explore those possibilities. Also, if you have any questions about any past episodes, uh, good feedback, you know, not so great feedback or neutral, uh, any thoughts, questions, concerns, or looking for some clarification, uh, or you want to share something that you uh, experience as a reaction, please do reach out and share those things. And we'll have these listener portions of the podcast, so we'll, we'll get out and, and share some of that feedback that was shared with us. So anything before we go, guys? Anything else? I'm no, good. That's great. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Guys. Well, be safe out there as we get through this, and we will get through it. And we please encourage you to come back and tune into the next episode of Live, Feel, Pray. We'll be talking a little bit about generosity. All right. Live, Feel, Pay. Yeah. <laughs> Live, Feel, Pay. Right? That could be one, one interpretation. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. Today's intro and outro music was composed by Kevin McLeod and is titled Cheery Monday, available royalty-free at https colon forward slash forward slash i n c o m p e t e c h dot com.